Well, hey there. How you doing? Welcome back to my YouTube channel. Thanks for being here today. I want to look at some of these connections between Bigfoot encounters, Bigfoot themselves, and some of the strange electrical disturbances that people have reported. Because this is particularly interesting to me because we've covered this on this channel a lot about the electrical disturbances around crop circles. Just uh, take a look at this playlist to see some examples that we've recorded of people's cameras and batteries and other electronic devices going kaput once they were in or near a crop circle. Now, this is something I've really been interested in discovering why you wouldn't just think that if you take something that's seemingly neutral like a wheat or a grain crop and twist it into a certain shape that it's going to have electrical or electronic properties but that seems to be the case but the interesting thing is it also seems to be the case uh, with bigfoot sasquatch uh, if you read about people's encounters or watch them on youtube youtube is a good source for finding out about people's encounters, uh, sightings, uh, and encounters that have been reported to the Bigfoot Researcher Organization, BFRO.net, and other sources. There are a lot of places that collect these uh, stories that people have of their uh, experiences. Uh, it's very interesting to note that people often or sometimes report that they're cameras or batteries act up around Bigfoot, that their cars stall occasionally. And even at that Bailey conference that I went to in Colorado in May, which I made a, a, a video about to describe some of the lectures there and the people I met, uh, I asked Jim Myers of the Sasquatch Outpost at the end about this issue, and he said, if I remember correctly, that they were at one area and uh, reported Bigfoot activity, and a number of their car batteries were dead when they came back to the parking lot. Um, and so this is, seems to be a kind of a repeating theme. And if Bigfoot is just, uh, some people I know, they think it's sort of, a kind of undiscovered forest ape or something why would it affect cameras and batteries doesn't quite make sense even if you just think of it as a another type of human that's been undiscovered what's the battery and camera connection and the latest piece of evidence that i found that contributes to this kind of questions that i have about this is from les stroud survivor man bigfoot series which you can see here on YouTube he's put them all up on YouTube that's where I've watched them and Les Stroud is known for his survivor man series you know he's a Canadian uh, survival instructor and he, he goes outdoors and shows how to survive in the wild and so forth and start fires but he also had this survivor man Bigfoot episodes uh, at least 11 that I know about plus a couple bonus X uh, episodes and he's also done some director's commentary on the previous episodes, several of them that I've seen, which are equally interesting where he goes behind the scenes and he explains what he was thinking when he was making these episodes. And these episodes are really interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, Les Stroud, uh, 
as he says, is not a believer or a skeptic. He's just open to evidence. And I kind of identify with that because all these topics we've explored here on my Opening Minds uh, channel here on YouTube, uh, any of these topics, I came to all of them neither being a believer or a skeptic, just open to whatever the evidence was. And I found that these topics are by and large are real. They have a lot of evidence behind them. And so when Les Stroud goes out to these locations, whether it's uh, Clem 2 BC or the Smoky Mountains, uh, Radium Hot Springs in the Canadian Rockies, or uh, Willow Creek Bluff Creek area where the Gimlin-Patterson film was uh, recorded in, in, uh, in 67 or something like that, Uh, he records not only of his experiences, and some of them are quite interesting. He puts cameras around and puts up kind of like bait, you know, like apples or power bars on trees overnight and uh, sees if anything shows up. Uh, he also does a lot of uh, interviews with locals, which are really fascinating if you listen to people's descriptions of what they've encountered, the, the size of these creatures and so forth. That is uh, equally fascinating. And two episodes in particular uh, I'm still thinking about. One is a bonus episode where he goes to an area outside of Portland where a woman says she's seen Bigfoot on her property. And I remember less. he invited someone else to come with him. They, they see balls of light come out of the trees in this area that they're looking at. Uh, this is something that's been reported time and again around the Bigfoot phenomena and uh, the balls of light can either be in the area or sometimes there have been reports of Bigfoot coming out of balls of light or throwing balls of light and you know we've been looking at this ball of light phenomena in relationship to cold fusion Leonard uh, Evo's exotic vacuum objects so I'm definitely wondering if there's a connection there uh, and then in another episode uh, in the Bluff Creek episode, you know, it was really uh, rainy. They had some really interesting experiences around the rain, knocking sounds that stopped as soon as they lit a fire. And some other uh, experiences that, you know, less considered to be kind of strange that night, kind of weird. Not proof of anything, but kind of strange. But one of the pieces of evidence was their cameras acted up in a really strange way. And it wasn't because of the rain, because it's never done that before, or hadn't done that before, it's never done it again. And uh, this is very familiar to us who've been around crop circles. We've seen our devices do things that they've never done before, and they've never done again. And so, you know, the type of person I am, I'm kind of looking for some connections here. I could be totally wrong about this, but I'm assuming we're dealing with some sort of similar electromagnetic phenomena related to balls of light, uh, related to these exotic vacuum objects, these little fireballs. We call them fireballs, but they can be cool to the touch. They're not necessarily warm. Balls of light, ball lightning, if you will, which uh, people have known about for hundreds of years and have lacked an explanation. They're not always physically warm. The fact that there's this ball lightning around Bigfoot, around crop circles, around UFOs, I, I'm just going to take the position that we're dealing with the same sort of phenomenon with the ball lightning and these, uh, 
the, the Bigfoot creatures or the UFO sightings or crop circles that I'm going to say that we're generating exotic vacuum objects in all these different instances, these variety of phenomena. And that would mean that there's some very common scientific principles at work. Now, it's too early to say exactly what that means, but it does seem consistent with what Bob Greenier of the Martin Fleisch Memorial Project has said time and time again, is that EVOs are natural. Nature makes them. It's part of lightning. Every lightning has some ball lightning associated with it, whether you see it or not. These EVOs exist every time you get a little static shock walking across the rug and touching a doorknob, every time you create any sort of shaking cavitation of water or something like that. Now, as you're probably aware, if you've been watching uh, my channel recently, there, there's a, a huge connection between these exotic vacuum objects and electronic destruction. EVOs really seem to wreak havoc on electronics because they're a concentrated charge cluster of electrons and they have a really huge electrical potential. They have a huge electrical potential when they are clumped together in a ball, but when they dissipate, if they hit a, a ground source or something and the energy dissipates, then they release a really huge charge. And this is something I think we've seen in crop circles when cameras have been shorted out, solder joints melted on the inside and something when the cameras have been near or on top of the crop circles. So the EVOs, balls of light, have you know have a long history of uh, shorting out electronics. So it's not something you can always easily see with the naked eye. But nonetheless, it's a natural phenomena. It's something that exists around us, and therefore it wouldn't be surprising that other types of intelligence on our planet in the universe are using it possibly as a type of energy source or connected in it, to it in a way that we don't understand. And I think that's something really intriguing to consider. Uh, you've probably never thought of Bigfoot being kind of an electrical creature, but people report all sorts of strange light phenomena around Bigfoot uh, static discharges, eerie blue glowing colors around the Bigfoot bodies and other types of colors. We have reports of their eyes not only glowing, uh, glowing in the absence of an external light source, glowing but emitting light, emitting light onto the ground as they walk along. So this suggests to me some sort of connection to cold fusion and Leonard. Cold fusion and Leonard being something that's natural in the universe, possibly how stars work and different uh, plasma objects out in space, pulsars and things like this. And it's probably examples of it working all around us right now that we've never looked at because no one ever told us about it. And good old sociocultural stigmas prevented us from going too far out to look at these phenomena, but I think they're all connected. And that's my point of view on it. So anyway, we'll be doing more videos about this uh, upcoming. I'm always curious in your comments. Uh, of course, put your comments in the box below. Uh, I'm always interested in your point of view on this, too. I'm just sharing my point of view. Could be wrong, but that's how I'm looking at it. So anyway, thanks for watching. We'll see you in the video. Take care for now. Bye.